Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Episode of the CHGO Bulls Podcast presented by Points Bet. Don't forget that promo code CHGO when creating your Points Bet account at sign up to live your bet life. I'm Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. Will the Goat Gottlieb is at Woke Gottlieb on Twitter. And Big Dave at Bow B A W L Sports. We are at CHGO underscore Bulls. Happy Monday, everybody. Hope everybody had a wonderful weekend. And, uh, Will, we know you had a wonderful weekend. We were just chatting before pressing record. The the winery tour of some super old and fancy Brazilian winery is complete, yes? The tour is complete. Had a very interesting experience walking around the wine cellars. I was just telling these guys, uh, they have, like, you know, they, they take you through the whole operation. They show you what's what, the barrels and all that stuff. And then at the end, they're like, here's the, the wine sanctuary. And they take you down this narrow path of like stone pathway. And on either side of it is just like wine barrels lined across the room. And there's this like ominous Lord of the Rings music playing. And you just like walk to the end of this thing and look over the vineyards. It was very creepy, but very cool experience. And I'm glad I had my athletic greens for the next for the next day. I'll, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> That's right. And when he came out, he had a full grown beard and two tablets in his hand. <laughs> it was awesome. My man. hair was down to my right my legs. And he was and he had and he was all about getting to a trade machine. <laughs> He's trying to come up with new trades immediately. It's trade season, baby. It's rumor season. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Oh, um, but before before we do that, guy, I, I do want to say something real quick. Um, I just want to send quickly uh, a happy birthday out to Ali Monroy, um, who you know, oh, you know yeah. with DNVR, runs everything over DNVR, uh, runs things over at All City. She is incredibly awesome. Uh, it's incredibly cool to work with her. It is extremely, extremely hardworking human being and just really, really kind. And yeah, super knowledgeable, man. Just a cool person. But happy birthday to you, Ali, and many, 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 many more. Shout out, Allie. She was instrumental in helping us uh, launch CHGO back in the beginning of March. Um, happy birthday to her. Man, I don't know about you guys, but I've just been having such FOMO seeing all of that great footage that um, RG, another you know team member over at DNVR, right. has been posting from the DNVR sports bar. Oh man! While they've been watching these, you know, Avalanche playoff games. Oh man! I cannot wait for CHGO <laughs> to have the same kind of setup somewhere yeah. here in Chicago because, dude, the vibes, the vibes <laughs> at the DNVR bar are immaculate, and I am right. so jealous. Hopefully, we'll have a team in the playoffs by the time that happens, and we can enjoy those moments. Well, we got one there now, Will. We got one there we got now. One. Baby. We got one. <laughs> 
We got one. We got one. Yeah. <laughs> that's hey, that's probably it. <laughs> Dave, Dave, tell your White Sox to get their shit together, okay? Hey, man, look. <laughs> we just won against Tampa Bay. We just finally won a series against them. So applause to them. And it's so trash because I was, like, watching that. And I kept turning because I'm watching the Cubs-Cardinals series because that was oh much God. more entertaining to watch uh, than the White Sox game. So, Meanwhile, yeah. my Cubbies are losing to the Cards by double digits. Yeah, they were getting that, that one game was like 15 <laughs> to 4 or something. Yeah. Oh, my God. The last game when my man missed stepping on the bag, but then they still won the game after that. Yeah, yeah, it was it was still entertaining. Yeah, right. Adam Amin was doing the, the game with uh, A.J. Pruszynski, and that yeah, was always great to hear, too. That was very so. cool. But, shout yeah, out shout out to both Adam. sides, man. Um, also, quick happy birthday shout out to our pal Lawrence Holmes. I oh, uh, yes. saw some other people on Twitter wishing him a happy birthday today. Lawrence Holmes. I want to be on House of L. Oh, absolute <laughs> gem. Uh, our, our colleague Jay Zawaski was actually on a recent episode of House of L. Uh, you know, for all after, you know, they've been colleagues for years and years and years at 670 The Score. Uh, mm-hmm. That was a great listen. Uh, all right. So we've got plenty to get to today. We're quickly uh, offer our thoughts on game two of the NBA Finals. That series knotted up one to one heading to Boston. And then on the back end of today's show, we'll spend uh, some time catching ourselves up uh, and offering all of you guys our thoughts on the latest Zach Levine free agency rumors and whirlwind roller coaster of who's saying what and he said and she said. I don't. I don't particularly love engaging in this kind of stuff unless it's coming from sources that I trust. So whatever it is, what it is, everybody's talking about it. We'll talk about it, but we will keep it as real as possible. Um. So with that, gentlemen, game two, kind of interesting in that the first three quarters very similarly mirrored game one. Um, Very close first half, back and forth first half, and then the Warriors dominate quarter number three like they did in game one. And then this time, the Celtics and all the Celtics role players and shooters do not just hit everything from behind the three-point arc in the fourth quarter. No comeback happens and the Warriors win pretty comfortably. Did anything about how Game 2 unfolded surprise you guys, or is it the response that you expected from Golden State? Uh, Will, I'll start with you. First of all, I just want to say that I watched the game last night on uh, Brazilian TV dubbed in Portuguese, so that was a hilarious experience. Mm. Uh, just just wanted to note that. Flex. But uh, <laughs> I don't know if that was a flex. I, I miss, uh, miss Mike Breen, my boy. Um, hey, we're missing Mike Breen too, man. He's not yeah, calling the game. Yeah. Oh, he's not back yet. I he's guess not I'm not yet. back yet. Yeah, not yet. Je- uh, Jeff Van Gundy was li- back for game two, but still I can no live Breen. without uh, without Mark Jackson for a few more games. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was kind of a very similar, like you said, tone for I think especially the first half um, where the Warriors got kind of like smacked in the face a little bit in the first couple minutes. Jalen Brown had like ten straight points to open the game. And then basically the Celtics didn't score again the rest of the game, it felt like. Somehow they were always up like five or so points and the Warriors were clawing, clawing, clawing their way back in. And then they went vintage 2016 Warriors mode and scored 45 uh, points in the third quarter, just getting 35, but held the Celtics to only 14. So crazy third quarter. And then I think like, I mean, they were up by 20 at the end of the third, but it was very surprising to me you're asking about things that were different or interesting that Ime Udoka pulled the starters with like 11 minutes to go and just basically said, all right, I'm done with this game fourth quarter, especially mm-hmm. after having that comeback in game one, it was just a little surprising. I don't disagree with the decision. Like you get the guys out, avoid injury, 
um, just like wash your hands of this game. But it was just kind of – you don't typically see that, especially in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, first of all, I want to thank uh, Udoka for pulling his team so early in the fourth quarter because it allowed me to go watch Hell in the Cell and watch Cody Rhodes against Seth Rollins and Cody go up in there with the torn pectoral muscle and he still wrestled. It was one of the coolest things ever. It was gross. It was super gross because it was bruised all the way down here and up here. I had never seen anything like that in my life, but he wrestled with a torn pectoral muscle off the bone in a cage match. It was amazing. But regardless of that fact, that game went exactly as I kind of expected it to. And we talked about it here on the show and all the praise that was being, we heaped on Boston, especially me with that. Uh, we heaped on Boston uh, at the end of everything I said, I was like, but it's the Warriors and you know, they're going to regroup and they're going to come back in game two and they're going to be ready. And this is exactly what it looks like when you're a championship basketball team and you're a team that's used to winning, you, you respond. And it just looked like the Warriors got punched in the face um, they were a little lackadaisical because I, I said on after game one, they looked like that rock star band who, you know, um, just basically, you know, phoning it in kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Just showing up, the glasses on, hung over. You know what I mean? I will play the hits and everybody will love us kind of thing. And no, it didn't happen like that in game one. In game two, they, they didn't drink. <laughs> they had their athletic greens and they were ready to go in game two. And it started, of course, with it started ends with Steph Curry, who was awesome. But the bench and the rest of the guys who needed to do something uh, definitely caught up and did what they were supposed to do. And Draymond Green did exactly what I said he was going to do. I was like, he's going to go full Draymond, don't they? He's going to be an irritant. He's going to mess with people. You know what I mean? It's going to be some scrappy things happening. And yeah, all that stuff happened. And even with Klay Thompson not being on, they still were able to take it to Boston and just completely run them out the building. So, yeah, it kind of, it, honestly, to answer your question, Matt, yes, it, it definitely went as I thought it was going to go. Yeah, I mean, and, and to, to Will, your point, I, I was also a little bit surprised that Udoka just basically threw, uh, you know, threw the white flag out and put his bench warmers out there in the so early in the fourth. But it, it did go down a little bit differently. If you guys re- recall in game one, Yes, the Warriors dominated the third by and large and came into the fourth with a double-digit lead, but they had it up to like 16 or 17, and then the Celtics got a couple of stops strung together with a couple of buckets at like in the final 90 seconds of the third quarter. So I believe they were only down by 12 entering the fourth and then went on that crazy run. This time in game two, the Warriors were like trying and trying and trying to get it up to that, you know, uh, 20-point kind of – uh, comfortable margin throughout the back end of the third quarter. And then a couple of Jordan pool threes, the last of which was ridiculous, basically like pulled up right past half court, actually pushed their lead up to 20. So maybe that's what it was that said to Udoka, like, okay, I thought that we could come back from 12 down in game one, entering the fourth. I didn't really felt feel like we had enough to come back from 20 down in game two. And maybe also kind of weighing the cost of benefits of sending his starters out there for a bulk of the fourth quarter to try and make a run versus saving them for game three. Uh, especially when you consider that a lot of his guys have been playing throughout these playoffs banged up, some of whom have mm-hmm. had to miss games because they've been banged up. Uh, most notably, Marcus Smart and and uh, Time Lord. You know, Robert Williams did not look all that healthy, all that mobile, all that comfortable in his game two minutes, which, by the way, were only 14. 
Ooh. Robert Williams played 14 minutes in game two. So I'm wondering if maybe Udoka kind of saw the writing on the wall heading into that fourth and said, you know what? I'm not going to bother. I'm going to save my guys. Um, mm-hmm. The other thing that I think was key to game two, 33 Warriors points off of 18 Celtics turnovers. Ooh. We've seen the Celtics have these sloppy games in their playoff run. And, um, the Warriors are absolutely a team that will make you pay for that. 33 points off turnovers is an insane number. I think that was some kind of record. Uh, Dave, you mentioned it, and I think we just got to say, like, Steph Curry. I mean, and Matt, I saw a tweet of yours, too. Like, how do I mean, just how? Like, he's so <laughs> good. Um, and just, like, it's it's not new. It's, like, the same movie, and you're just so amazed with it every single time you watch it. Um, I mean, just the attention he draws obviously is warranted because of how skilled he is and how he completely can warp anything in front of him. Um, but then it came down to what we talked about before, which is like, which team's role players are going to show up. And obviously Draymond's not a role player. He's a star, but he was awesome. And he was kind of crazy. And when I say kind of, I mean, extremely, uh, (laughs) and getting himself in trouble and, like just wreaking havoc on everything the Celtics did and kind of got in their head. And then, um, you know, I think Steph and then at the end of the third, Jordan Poole definitely just Mm -hmm. basically ended the game. And that was, that was the dagger. And again, it was, it was similar to those 2016 teams where they just like are kind of tied going to halftime. Then bam, they like come out and like be by 30 in the third quarter. And then Steph just doesn't play the entire fourth quarter. So it was good to see them perform at that level. Obviously, Steph, huge part in that. Obviously, Draymond, huge part in that. But then also, all the role players, with the exception of Clay, who was pretty terrible, played really well. And that was kind of the the avalanche that sort of ended this game. But mm-hmm. um, I think it's tricky because I think the Celtics are still the better team. But they have a problem, like, closing out games and, mm-hmm. you know, playing – I saw somebody say this on Twitter, but I can't remember who they play with their food a little bit and they let teams back in and they don't close you out. And I don't think that like Tatum is insanely good. He is a super duper star, but like, I just don't think that they have closed out games as much as I would like to see. And, you know, they got away with it against the bucks without Chris Middleton. And they got away with it against the heat team who I think is very good, but not as good as this Warriors team. And I wonder if they'll be able to, keep getting away with it against the Warriors who have to play essentially perfect basketball to even get to that point. But um, I do think that's a weakness of the Celtics. Yeah, that's true. And actually, Will, that was me who said that about playing with the food. That was me, sir. That was right here. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, sir. Did Um, mama ever tell you not to play with your food, Dave? (laughs) Yeah, of course. Have you seen me? (laughs) I don't play with no food, bro. (laughs) We clean the plates around here. Um, but yeah, like that, that went exactly as I thought. And I am interested in watching how game three is going to be called more than anything. Cause I saw how game two was called and I thought it was going to be called that way. I thought the calls were going to, I thought they were going to swallow their whistles more and call it a little tighter on Boston. That's what I thought it was going to be. And that's kind of what I saw, but in game three, since they've let Draymond Green, who who is having some linebacker plays out there, let's be real. Uh, I'm, I'm wondering if they're going to let him get away with some of those things in, in game three and in game four. 
and if they're going to call these, you know, things a little tighter. Um, but on the but on Boston side, yeah, like Jalen Brown and and uh, Tatum have to get on the same page for at least one game. All right, I haven't seen them on the same page for a game in a long while, guys. Like going back to like the, probably the second round, I saw them on the same page. Uh, on on the same page of you you score, I score, you score, I score, kind of thing. And we're gonna we're gonna win this game. And I haven't seen that in quite a while. It's either in Jalen Brown or it's going to be Jason Tatum. It's going to be one or the other, but they both have to have those games. Um, and also, like you mentioned, uh, Robert Williams, man, 14 minutes is tough. And, you know, he just I'm, I'm concerned about his knee because he did go down and he was grabbing mm-hmm. at his knee a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that was concerning. And he got up and he was, you know, clapping. But I think Udoka kind of saw that writing on the wall, like you said, Matt. And and we just said, okay, we're gonna end this here. But I'm worried about him going forward too. Will, I think you're completely right about Draymond Green getting in their heads. Uh, you definitely saw that with all of them. He went up to all of them and got in all of their heads and bothered yeah. every single person on that team. Remind me of stuff Robin used to do. Uh, and it was just all it reminded me seriously of that. And yeah, it was it was like wow, this dude is really doing this. And then you look at his numbers, he would took three shots at like like five points seven rebounds you know five assists or something like that um but, a but very yeah if i can, if I can line, cut but... you off there like sure sure sure, sure. I, I i i totally agree with that but i think that's like I, some of the discourse on twitter about draymond and just like being an irritant like he's patrick beverly it's like come on like that's a skill of his it's not his entire skill set i know that's not what you're saying but just like mm-hmm. he totally commanded the game obviously the assists are crazy and just like the way that he um orchestrates the offense and then you know they made some adjustments putting him on Jalen Brown but I just think it's kind of a lazy um critique of him to just say like he's getting in people's faces and that's all he's doing out there and like I said I don't that's not what you said but no uh, no no I just I I, yeah just wanted to throw that in (laughs) that's cool but yeah no that's that's definitely not what I'm saying uh at all that's why I compared it to Rodman and not Patrick Beverly right exactly Um, that was what made me think of it because we all know how good Rodman was at, at that stuff. Correct, correct. So yeah, he he definitely set the tone early. You know, from the first, from the tip, he set the tone of what it was going to be like in that game. And again, I'm just really interested to see how this game is called uh, going into Game Three. But yeah, like the series is one one. I'm very excited. Uh, that means I'm going to get more extra basketball. I hope we come out of this two two, and I get to see some more awesome basketball. So yeah, excited to watch uh, Game Three and see how Boston responds, but also see if Golden State is going to stay at that level and keep their foot kind of on their necks. Yeah, there's so maybe how, a... Go ahead. I was just going to ask, like, how do you guys feel about your predictions so far? Dave, you had Celtics in seven. I had Celtics in yeah. seven. Matt, you were Warriors in seven. Are we still on board with those yep. takes? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah like, I, I think and, I am too. And still I, going the same way. Yeah. I didn't feel any differently after the Celtics dropped game one like that. I was like, wow. Well, uh, or I mean, sorry, the, when the Warriors dropped game one like that, I mean... If we we all predicted in seven, so guess what? Mm. That probably would lead to, you know, these teams going back and some forth wins and, and losses, some wins and lo- mm-hmm. and some all and also some losses. Like, um, and the other interesting thing is like, so the Warriors didn't hold home court, they didn't hold serve, but the Celtics have not been a successful home team in this playoff run. So I, I firmly believe that the Warriors can go to Boston and either get that split or even potentially win two games and, you know, come back to Golden State for game five with this series knotted up or maybe even up 3-1. Who knows? Yeah. Um, I think the thing I would be most surprised by, honestly, 
is if we come back to uh, Golden State for game five and it's Boston up 3-1. Like, that would genuinely surprise me. Yeah, I agree. Like, it would surprise me if if – I'll say this. Like, it would surprise me less if Boston did that. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't be as surprised if Golden State did it. But I would be totally surprised if it wasn't 2-2. Two, two. Right, <laughs> like, yeah. You know like what I'm saying? Like, seriously. The most likely outcome. Yeah. Like, it's got to be 2-2. Two, two, like, cause, you know, I just feel like that's what it's going to be like. And game three is going to be one of those games. Like, seriously. Because mm-hmm. both teams have mm-hmm. not thrown their best punches yet. You right. know? Like, you've seen the Warriors throw a punch in the third quarter. You know what I mean? And, and put them down. But you saw Boston throw a punch in that fourth quarter and put them down. So, right. both teams hasn't played those complete games yet where everything is just clicking and everybody's hitting their shots and you know you just glued to the edge of your seat man so i'm I'm just really excited for more of this and i wonder if that's gonna happen at all because these teams are so good defensively and rely so heavily on three-point making uh and it's the finals like the nerves are there nobody ever plays their best basketball i mean you see a, a lot of these finals games just like screech to a halt down the end. So um, I think we've seen really great basketball so far. I'm not complaining Mm -hmm. at all about this because especially the first, you know, half of both of these games have been competitive. And then we've seen some insane runs back and forth in the third and fourth quarters. So it's been great. But again, it comes down to like who, which team's role players are going to make their shots. You know, you're getting from Steph. uh, You know how Draymond is going to affect the Celtics offense with his defense. Uh, you know what you're going to be able to get from Tatum and or Brown on any given night. And are the Celtics, you know, role players going to shoot nine of 26 again for 35% or are they going to shoot whatever they did in the first game? So mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of like a, kind of a basic approach to it, but just like, who's going to make their shots, you know? Yeah. And in game two, it was identical uh, behind the arc, 15 of 37, 15 of 37. And to your question about how it's going to be called moving to game three, Dave, it was actually pretty close in game two. I believe it was 17 free throws for Boston, 20 for Golden State, Mm -hmm. 18 personal fouls on Boston, 17 on Golden State. But the other wild card of does Draymond or somebody else go a little too far and do things get chippy? And that I I would love to see things get chippy or chippier than they were in games one and two. Chippy? <laughs> so, so long as it doesn't lead to any bullshit, unnecessary suspensions of key players for the you know latter games of the series. Like, but yeah, I want to see some Rodman Malone kind of shit go down. Let me see yeah. it. See some Joe King clapping in people's faces. He oh, you it. know I want it. <laughs> uh, all right. Now, uh, with that out of the way, we will move on and talk about more Bull-centric topics, notably the Zach Levine free agency rumor mill. But first, today's episode brought to you guys by PointsBet. And the best way to support CHGO and what we do here is to download that PointsBet app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. You're not only doing us a favor, you're doing yourself a favor because it's fun and it's filled with great deals. If you do that right now, promo code CHGO with a PointsBet app sign up, you will get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. But that's not all. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our amazing exclusive web content, including the, the latest from our guy, Will the Goat here, which is his first mailbag that just dropped earlier today. Check that out if you haven't already. 
You'll even get a free CH, uh, free CHGO shirt, anyone you want from the CHGO locker. That's 2,000 free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free T-shirt from CHGO, all for making more, uh, making that $50 or more first-time deposit. Plus, we've still got a few NBA Finals games left, and that means you can still have so much fun with that live NBA same-game parlay exclusively mm-hmm. at PointsBet. For the first time, you can build the perfect live NBA same-game parlay combining your favorite bets anytime during the game. You can also boost those odds of those live same game parlays. Watch live, parlay live, boost live, all with points bet. And sign up is available online in Illinois. Download the points bet app right now. Register your account from start to finish and start getting those live same game parlay bets in all from your phone. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Will the thrill tell the people? Live your bet life. With points bet. Now, guys, I'm going to let you guys behind the curtain for a second. And, Will, I'm, I usually come to you on this, but I, I, I'm going to take the testimony on this one today. So Ooh. today, earlier earlier today, my brother came up to me, and, you know, he was saying goodbye and everything. I looked at him. I said, hey, man, getting a little round there, buddy. What's going on? And he was like, I know. I got to get back to it. I got to get to work. He was, I was like, yeah, okay, it's cool. You know, do your thing. He was first thing he says to me, you still got that athletic greens you told me about? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> You damn right, I got it for you, bro. I got those 75 high-quality vitamins and minerals, those whole food source superfoods, those probiotics and those adaptogens to help you start your day right. That special blend of ingredients that support your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your recovery, your focus, and your aging. These are all the things that you are going to want to go ahead and take care of. And it don't cost you nothing, y'all. It's less than $3 a day. It costs more to, to, for, to get some gas, all right, than to put something wonderful in your body. It's cheaper than all getting all those different supplements yourself, and you're investing in that all-in-one nutritional insurance. Lifestyle-friendly, whether you're dairy-free or you're gluten-free, one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything, and it does this all while still tasting good. Now, when I took my brother to the kitchen, and he saw it, and I gave him the Athletic Greens, and he, and I told him, and of course, you know, told him the slogan. And then he did it, and he shook it up, and he drank it, and he said, first thing he said, hey, man, this tastes good. First person I thought of, Will the Thrill. Because Will told y'all exactly that it tastes delicious, and he damn sure wasn't lying, y'all. So you guys need to get down. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with that convenient daily nutrition. So to make it easy. Athletic Greens is going to give you that free one-year supply of that immune-supporting vitamin D and those five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash CHGO Bulls. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash CHGO Bulls to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance because it's Athletic Greens. You scoop it, you dump it, you shake it, you drink it, you guys are Steph Curry and Draymond Green pick and roll with the ads today. <laughs> you love am I, am, am, I, am I Draymond? I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say who's who. I don't I'm making no judgments there. He wants to be no Draymond. Oh yeah, I'm I'm the asshole, so that means I'm Draymond, right? <laughs> he wants to be. Your your words. <laughs> Oh, 
All right. So, uh, uh, moving on. Today. Yes, we are. <laughs> moving on. And speaking of assholes, all these assholes won't stop making up random bullshit about Zach Levine and his free agency summer. Oh, yeah. Segway pack is in effect. <laughs> um, so there were a few that kind of crept up that we hadn't touched on yet. We did talk okay. about that thing, whatever it was, last week or whatever it first came out. Jake Fisher's thing on Bleacher Report about how maybe there was beef between Zach and DeMar because DeMar was the guy late in crunch time and all that stuff, even though, you know, look at the numbers. Like, yeah, we DeMar had some epic moments, but so did Levine in the fourth yeah. quarter and a lot of scoring and plenty of shots in the fourth quarter. So that, that to me, is squashed. Um, the latest, though, is something that, to me, is so dumb if true. Um, instead of big if true, dumb if true. And y'all probably heard about it, and maybe some of you didn't if you are Chicago local, but it still made the rounds on Bulls Twitter when it went down. So our pal, David Kaplan, um, on his morning radio show with Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000, was talking about Zach's uh, free agency and how the organization views this upcoming Zach free agency on their morning radio show. And here's what David Kaplan said if you missed it. Quote, there are some in the organization that want to give him, Zach, the max. There are others that feel like he does not have the dog mentality it takes to win big, end quote. And then Cap went on to provide some examples of players like Jordan and Kobe and the dog mentality kind of people who fall into that category to win big because apparently to win big you must have a dog mentality i'm just gonna put this simply i think all of that is dumb i think all of that is nonsense if there is actually a rift between people at the top of the bulls organization making decisions whether it be management or ownership and there is that disagreeing you know chasm if some of them believe in Zach and some of them don't because of something called, quote, dog mentality, then I think that that is the dumbest shit that I have heard so far about Zach Levine and his free agency summer. I am putting zero stock in it. No offense to Cap, because I do believe that he has his sources inside the Bulls organization. Sure. Maybe he was trying to create some, you know, some news waves because people, guess what, started talking about it. We're talking about it right here, right now. I don't doubt that Cap heard that from somebody. That doesn't make it true that he heard it from somebody. And if he did hear it from somebody because that person relayed information that they know to be true, then I don't know who the person is who is waffling on Zach because of a dog mentality, but they are dumb. And that is dumb, and it shouldn't be a thing. Yeah, it's dumb. <laughs> I completely agree. My favorite part of that was when you were talking about, you know, not having the dog mentality. And then the first two people mentioned are Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. You know, just guys who have 11 championships right. and, what, six MVPs between them and countless All-Stars. You know, two of the greatest to ever do this. One of them the greatest, the other one of the greatest. Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't got that mentality. Yeah, who does? <laughs> that's what nobody does. That's why it's just Jordan and that's why it's just Kobe, all right? Nobody's that insane, really, anymore, all right? But, yeah, Zach Levine, to say he doesn't have that kind of mentality, just going to need you to watch last season. Just need you, just watch the previous season. I mean, did he not play with an injured thumb? I think I saw him do that. And did he not get thrive with that injured thumb? I think he did. 
Did he not limp out there game after game on an injured knee and still try to drag his team to the playoffs? I think he did. He did those things. That's I consider that dog mentality stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't understand. Like, maybe he, you know, didn't uh, uh, pick his leg up and carry it, you know, <laughs> you know, while he was out there dribbling and, you know, doing stuff like that. Maybe he didn't have a flu game, you know, like in the finals or something. I mean, I don't know what else you want Zach Levine to do. And this knock has always been on Zach Levine, Matt and Will. Like, it's always been on him since he got here about his toughness. It's always been questioned. How, how is he tough enough? Can he do this? Does he have that in him? Always. And nobody plays more hurt than that dude right there. Nobody. And he don't tell nobody that he's hurt. He just goes out there. He keeps playing. He does this all the time. Matt, we said this a million times, this story, of when we saw him in the tunnel, when we were back there uh, for the Bulls-Mavericks game, and he, he was sitting out that game. He still shows up. Dressed to the nines, by the way. But he still shows up. He was limping the whole damn way, like just an obvious, ridiculous limp, walks right over to us just to have a conversation with us, not get to the locker room so he can go sit down. You know what I'm saying? Not, man, my joint hurts. I'm, maybe I should take the night off. No, let me go talk to these three children right here in the hallway and just chop it up with them while my shit really, really hurts. That's some tough Flash. stuff. <laughs> get them. <laughs> and that was very late in the season, like right before the league <laughs> shut down for COVID. And that was, I believe, the first game that he missed. Like he, yes. had, he had been an Iron Man up until that point. The Bulls were already toast. The season was over. And he finally was like, all right, one game. I'll sit out one game. Yeah. Limping. Like it, you saw how he was walking, Matt. It was crazy. It's like, dude, you, you want to get us a chair? You know Should we get you something to sit down in? Like it was crazy. But he was there. And he was supporting his team, and he was going to be that kind of person because that's the kind of person Zach Levine is, man. So, yeah, that's that's silly to hear. But in the end, it just matters what AK thinks. And what I what we've heard that AK thinks is he wants him back here. So that's all I really care about. This is the kind of thing where I say I'm going to try to keep this short, and then I end up going on a rant. But I'll <laughs> actually I try to keep it short. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what is dog mentality. Like, what does that even mean? Like, it's a made up word. It's a made it's up just phrase. Dumb. Like, Zach Levine is a flawed player that has problems. Whether or not he has dog mentality is not one of them. Like, if you want to have an issue about is he going to be a lockdown defender that you need to have on the wing in order to win at a high level? Okay, that's a debate. Mm. But like, just miss me with it. I don't know. It's dumb. Like, and and even if like even if you're afraid of paying him max money, which is lame. We saw the same thing with Jimmy Butler. We've seen it in the past before. Like, it's just, you pay the guy. And then if you don't like him or you're not confident in his dog mentality in a year, then you mm -hmm. trade him because that's a tradable contract because he's an all-star player. And that's what these guys get paid. And he's 27 years old. Other teams are going to want him. You'll get a lot for him in return. So if you really can't stand the idea of paying him then do it next year, and then you can trade him after that. That's all I got. I mean, the, the thing that I just want to know, and I'm sure we never will, is who's who's the who's the person who, who or who are the persons who are concerned about his lack of quote dog mentality? Is it Jerry and or Michael? Or is it one of AK or Eversley? Mm -hmm. And if it is one of Jerry and or Michael, then why should that matter? 
theoretically speaking, when they hired AK, they told him, build out the staff how you want, hire who you want, and run the basketball ops however you want. Mm-hmm. We are here and to by support the way, you. Full autonomy. That is the phrase they use. Full autonomy. And they don't let him make all those decisions and then build everything around Zach. Make every single decision support the idea that you're going to pay him a max contract. Whether it's Mm -hmm. go out and get him a co-star, bring in a big that can complement him with spacing and rebounding and playmaking. Like trade draft picks, trade future capital to go get help for this guy and then let him walk. It just makes it, it makes zero sense. The other thing that makes no sense is if somebody within this Bulls, you know, ownership and or managerial group actually believes this and wanted it to be leaked that somebody running the organization believes this, what does that achieve other than a bunch of people talking about your dirty laundry that somehow got aired out with this huge decision you have right in front of you next month about your franchise player? And the fact that this is out there and your franchise player hears this. What, what, how is that a good thing for Zach Levine to hear somebody up there in one of those high corner offices might not think that I have dog mentality, whatever the fuck that means. What are you accomplishing with this? Is it, is it a bad tactic to, to, to try to negotiate down from the ultimate max? Well, some of us don't quite believe that your mentality is doggish enough. So how about you take a little less? at the That's insane. There's no logic to that working. So why put it out there? Who told David Kaplan that? And why did they tell him that? What are you trying to accomplish? It makes no sense. Zero sense, man. And I've said from day one since AK and Evans got here, if it don't come from them, then I never believe it. <laughs> like, ever. Like, it's just that's just really that simple to me. What, did they say it? No? Okay, well, why am I listening to it? Because nothing comes out of there. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's sealed up. Previous regime, yes. There were plenty of leaks. There were plenty of holes. There were moles. There were spiles. All that kind of stuff going on. Shadow this one, yes, yeah, <laughs> this one, Absolutely not. You don't you don't see that at all with this team, with this organization. They're so tight lipped. They, they talked about it during the draft. You know what I mean? Like, you remember that? They were like, man, we don't know what the Bulls are going to do it for. They had no clue. Nobody knew what the Bulls were doing. Shout out Casey Johnson. He was the only one that kind of knew what the Bulls were doing. You know what I'm saying? But my God, man, like everything Matt is articulating. I'm sitting there listening to it like, yeah. This would make sense if he was under contract. That's the only time it would make sense to me. If he was under contract and you're questioning, man, is he tough? Because you're trying to motivate him. You right. know what I'm saying? It would be stupid, but it, but that's the only way it would make sense. But at you least know, there's me. some logic there. Correct. Right, right. You'd be like, oh, okay, they're trying to get him on, you know what I'm saying, and put it on him. Pat Riley was doing that today when he was talking in his press conference, when he was speaking about Tyler Hero. No, he's got, well, he wants to be a starter. He's got to come in here and he's got to earn it. He's got to come in here and he's got to want it. That's trying to motivate somebody. You know what I'm saying? I get that. He's under contract. Not the dude that's the most sought after free agent out there right now. We don't know if you can cut it, buddy. <laughs> I don't know. We don't know if you can cut the mustard. So, you know, we, we got to see. We got No, 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 no. And that's what makes your brain fry when you start trying to figure out logic and things like that where it doesn't exist. And we've heard a lot of dumb rumors over the course of the last few weeks. And, like, 
I get like there there's one that we can get into here. Uh, Kevin O'Connor uh, sort of doubling down on previous reports that teams like the Blazers are interested in Zach Levine. Okay, yeah. I get that a team wants to trade for sign and trade for or outright sign a star player. I get it. That makes sense to me. Like starting rumors of beef. Uh, there was another Jake Fisher report that you know he had heard. Let me see if I can pull up the quote. But he had heard that there was some animosity between Zach and um, and Demar because Zach didn't want to play second fiddle. It's like okay, this is just like made up stuff, obviously. Right. But okay, we can talk about like what is source teams... Lavar Ball. <laughs> <laughs> Where's he going, Lavar? L.A. to play with LeBron. Like <laughs> he doesn't want to be second with, fiddle. He's going to go play with LeBron. Go play with LeBron. <laughs> that's my point exactly it's like i get it if another team is rumored to be interested in him that makes sense he's a star player on the open market but like some of the stuff is just silly and uh i think i'm not sure how much we as a group want to be talking about this stuff because it puts some sort of stock into it but i think our stance on it and let me know if you guys disagree but i think i can speak for all of us when i say like our stance on this does not change like this stuff is dumb. Zach should stay. The bull should pay him. Uh, none of this, like, oh, he doesn't have dog mentality. Oh, he beefs with Damar. None of that is going to change my opinion about this whole free agency. Yeah. Sure yeah. Nor, sure nor mine. And, and Dave, I think you're in the same boat. And look, I, and I kind of prefaced this before we got into it. We're, we're talking about this, but largely in order to hopefully talk some Bulls fans out there who are putting more stock into this and believing some of this stuff off the ledge a little bit because mm-hmm. we just laid out to all of you why specifically reasons a b and c it doesn't make sense so you know it, it's not like we're giving it credence we're not we're not we're doing the opposite in fact there are zach levine rumors out there and regardless of what those rumors are if people are talking about them we'll come and give you our two cents and thus far everything we've heard is this is noise. This is noise. This isn't a where there's smoke, there's fire kind of right. thing. It's noise. noise. Um, and, you know, if you want to get swept up in the noise because it's entertaining to you, great. But, the, you know, we'll, we'll be here in reality until we actually hear something concrete. Um, but you are right. There's more noise, Will. Um, you mentioned the latest <laughs> from Kevin O'Connor. So we will touch on that because your boy. Zach Levine's going to Portland, you guys. Um, <laughs> we'll get to that coming up next in a minute here. But Big Dave, how about one more shout out to our friends at Points Bet? Oh, yes. And shout out to our guy, Sean Hiking, also. Uh, if you enjoy CHGO, you guys, you got to enjoy what we do here. It's so entertaining. It's so much fun. We have we have a great time doing this. We really do. But one way to continue to help us to grow is to download that Points Bet app and use that code CHGO when you sign up. Because not only... Are you getting those two, count them, one, two risk-free bets up to $2,000? But if you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you will receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all that awesome web content, and you'll even get the free T-shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. Will the Goat just did his first mailbag. That'll be unlocking that awesomeness right there. Y'all can go ahead and check that out. And you can actually download that PointsBet app right now and register your account from start to finish all from your phone if you're in this state of Illinois and in this city of Chicago where this has just been a beautiful fat man summer so far, y'all. It's been like low 70s and like 55 at night 
It's been amazing. This is the best. All right. You'll be signing up with the faster sports book easier than ever. So you can start living your bet life in seconds. So what are you waiting for? Because once that game starts, no, 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 you don't just bet. Will the thrill. Please tell them what to do. Live your bet life. <sighs> Let me do it for Lawrence. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Mm. There it is. Hit it. <laughs> yeah, there it is. It is. Uh, okay, so moving along. This was from Kevin O'Connor of The Ringer on Monday, earlier today. Um, Bleacher Report's Jake Fisher reported last month that the Raptors have expressed interest in Rudy Gobert. I've heard those rumblings too. Sources have also indicated the Bulls are a team with interest in Gobert and other centers on the market, including the Knicks free agent Mitchell Robinson. So there's that. But then there's also this. Bradley Beal and Zach Levine are potential targets, according to sources. Lillard befriended Beal through their experiences with Team USA, and the Wizards star has a player option, so he can make his way to Portland either as a free agent or via trade. Though Beal and Levine present some similar defensive issues as C.J. McCollum did next to Lillard, either of them would under would, would undeniably make the Blazers better with their shot creation. So we're going to save the Gobert and Mitchell stuff, for, Mitchell Robinson stuff for uh, a later episode this week. We wanted to touch on the update, if you want to call it that, on Zach Levine, doubling down on this stuff we talked about earlier, that there's maybe some some chance that the the Blazers will recruit him as a free agent and that he could actually somehow end up there. Hmm. Gentlemen? <laughs> no. <laughs> He's not going to Portland. Like, we had our guy, Sean Hyken, on this show. We had this discussion. You know, tell, tell us about exactly what's going on. And he broke it all the way down to the ground. Why, no, this ain't going to happen. And then he went on a tour and went around on, on other great shows. Uh, Lawrence Holmes' show said the same, the same thing. Like, no, this is not a thing. This is not going to happen, uh, him going to Portland. All all these things I keep hearing, Matt, it's just it's just, again, that noise that you hear. That's really what it is to me. It's just real straight up noise. And it's hard for me to give it credence, you know what I'm saying, and, and focus on that because I'm like, that doesn't even make basketball sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, if it, I need to make some basketball sense for me to, you know, maybe invest in the actual rumor. That's why I like hearing Will's rumors because I'm like, oh, well, that's, that makes some basketball sense. You know what I'm saying? What he's saying right there. Okay, I can see that. You know what I mean? But these other ones we're hearing, like, it just it doesn't make any sense. Um, the only thing you would say about Portland is he wants to go back west because, you know, he's a Seattle guy, he lives in L.A., but then goes, you know, to Portland. Like, <laughs> like okay, like, I don't understand that at all. And then you tell me he doesn't want to be second fiddle, but guess what? <laughs> you go play with Dane, guess what you're going to be? That's what's going to happen. So, yeah, there's more noise, Will, and, and, and more wildness for me. Yeah, I mean, the first part of it I get. Like, I understand why the Blazers would want Zach Levine. Sure. He's an all-star. They need yeah. shot creation. Like, that makes sense. Um, and I'm not going to, like, sit here and pretend I know what Zach Levine wants. But from an objective perspective, like, would you want to go, like, leave your quote-unquote situation as second fiddle to, to your point, Dave, go be second fiddle on another team? <laughs> would you want to leave your big market team – to go play for a small market team where you're still not the guy? Would you want to 
uh, go leave a team that finally made the playoffs for the first time since you've been there and first time in your career to go to a objectively worse team in an objectively harder conference to go try to make the playoffs again if you want to win. It just it doesn't really make sense to me. And maybe there are reasons beyond that. Like money is also that's going to be favored to the Bulls. They can offer you more money and more um, years on your contract. Maybe there's something else I'm missing. Um, like I said, I'm not going to pretend that I know everything that's going on in Zach Levine's head and where he wants to be. And maybe he just does want to be there or somewhere else. That's fine. That's like up to him. That's the whole point of free agency. But I think a lot of the noise is just noise in the sense that, yeah, other teams would want him and they want to try to find a way to get him. But that doesn't seem to be coming from Zach himself or, mm. you know, maybe it is coming from clutch sports saying like, look at all these other teams that want Zach, like Bulls, you better pay up. Again, I don't think there's much of a question that the Bulls are going to offer him a max contract. So I think a lot of this is just like, just, you know, smoke for the, the point of smoke. Yeah. Right. And, and as similarly, the, the way that it would upset me if some person within the, you know, high offices of the Bulls made up the dog mentality stuff about Zach is a like poorly thought out negotiating tactic. I think you're right in that what this could be is a fairly rudimentary negotiating tactic by Zach's people at Clutch Sports. They're equally annoying. You know, we could all just not do any of this and give Zach a contract to sign. Um, but so, like, I, I didn't even weigh in with this when this all came out earlier this morning. All I did was retweet our guy hiking because he laid it out succinctly and logically in a way that I was like, you know what? Yes, this is the answer. And here is that tweet from Heiken in case you missed it. I maintain, as I have from the beginning, that the Levine to the Blazers stuff isn't a real possibility as much as it's either A, Clutch trying to scare the Bulls into paying Zach, or B, other GMs just spitballing about which teams could, emphasis on could, create the cap space if they wanted to. It's one of those things. And, and maybe it's a little bit of both, but... That's it. Neither of those things it's, signal Zach actually wanting to leave the Bulls to go play in Portland. Yeah, it's it's X team has a hole at X position and wants a good free agent to fill it. And there are a couple of options and they're going to try to go get him. You know That's what? And real what quick, I'm seeing here and real quick, guys, and this just kind of I just kind of thought of this way. You guys are saying this. What if. I mean, Club Sports is doing their due diligence. And, you know, of course, they got, they got to put the smoke out there. But in my head and and how I've seen AK and Eversley and JJ Polk, for that matter, how I've seen them move says they don't play those games. They they mean what they say and they say what they mean. So what if this is already done Like in my head? Like, because and I'm using the example I'm using to say this is Lonzo Ball, who is also a clutch guy. And. When they wanted Lonzo Ball with the clutch guy, you saw what happened. It was done. It was it was immediately done. All right, like for the from the second you know saying free agency kicked off, it was over. So in my head, that relationship has been established with Clutch Sports and the Bulls front office. So they know what they're dealing with when they come when they're dealing with AK and they're dealing with Mark Eversley. What if this is already like we know what we're dealing with? We already know where he's going, but we got to do this because this is our job kind of thing you know what i'm saying like that's 
I don't know. It's just a thought. Just a thought I had since we're, you know, doing the rumors <laughs> things here right here. Just a thought I had right there. What if they've already had this kind of discussion, this kind of talk, and they just know they got to go through, you know what I'm saying, this and do the rigmarole and do all this other stuff. And yeah, and at the end of the day, they know he's showing back up in Chicago. So essentially you're saying what if it's just the, you know, the sports agency equivalent of filling out your busy work to prove that you filled out your busy work. <laughs> yes, correct. Show me your work. You know what I'm saying? Like, show me, you show me your work. You did the pro. Okay, great guys. You know, it's, you know, it's study hall. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's study hall stuff, man, because they don't play like AK and Eversley have not played one single game when they come to signing these people, they are serious. And they're like, no, we want you. We're not playing around with you. And Clutch Sports knows that this is who they're dealing with because they've already seen it in action. So why would it be any different here from the dude you really want to keep here in your franchise in Zach Levine? I don't know. Because because KOC heard some rumblings, Dave. That's why. (laughs) And again, the rumblings are other teams want to try to sign Zach Levine. Yeah. 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 And I don't blame him. And I don't blame him. He's awesome. It's only June 6th, you guys. I don't know if I can make it. I really really don't know if I can make it for another month of this crap. We're going to get through me, you, and and Will over there looking like Maverick in Top Gun. All smooth and stuff with the jacket and things. You feel me? We're going to help you get through. down here, man. Yo, you keep telling me. You keep telling me, man. That sounds like summer to me, though, Will. But (laughs) also, like, if if... The improbable happens, and Zach Levine does decide to leave, and the Bulls end up getting a bunch back for him in a sign and trade. Like, okay, we'll deal with that too. Like, it's just to your point, Matt. It's it's going to be like this for a month. We'll know what happens when it happens. And I love the rumors. I especially love the draft pick stuff and Rudy Gobert and should we, you know, figure out if that makes sense and all that fun stuff that we'll talk about later this week. Mm-hmm. But this is one of those things that I'm just putting off to the side and trying to keep it out of sight, out, out of mind, because there's just, they're going to look, they're, they're going to look around. Like that's free agency. They're doing that. Uh, I don't know if there's much more to it. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Matt. No, I was just going to say, yeah. And you know, we will discuss um, on a show later this week that there are some reports coming out now that the bulls might be very interested in trading that number 18 pick to uh, yeah. add some more veteran talent to, to next season's roster. So, you know, I I'm, I'm excited to see who they pick at 18. Cause I think we all believe that they can find value in spots like that. And that this is not a, you know, blue chip franchise changers at the very top kind of draft class, but it's deep in the teens and into the twenties. So, yeah. but um, again, over everything else, as Dave says, I'm gonna let them cook. I'm gonna let AK and Eversley cook and see what they come up with. It smells good, don't it? It always smells good coming out of that damn kitchen. So why would they start making trash, y'all? Like why? Yeah, because why? the because the chef doesn't have a dog mentality, Dave. <laughs> There's I see no evidence of a dog thinking through this menu at all. Good day, sir. Get a dog in your kitchen. Why does your kitchen not have a dog mentality? Get a dog in your kitchen. (laughs) That's what you're messing up, guys. All right? I can't can't taste the hardship in your meals. What's going on here? I can't taste the toughness. Oh, I can't taste the pain. Like, come on. Stop this. Just keep cooking. Just keep cooking, guys. It smells great. 
It, and I'm sure it's gonna taste great. It's gonna be amazing. I'm I'm all ready for it, man. Like, but yeah, man, I'm I'm ready to get to July and sign him. But in the meantime, between time, like Will said, I'm Will got me into the draft more than I thought I would be into the draft because I'm usually not. It's into so the draft fun, like that. but it, Will got me into the draft. <laughs> like I like so looking fun. at these players now and breaking them down, man. But so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do more of that during the week too, man. But in the meantime, guys, these rumors are just strictly that. Please just con- continue to see what they can never see have been doing. And watch what they have been doing and not what other people are saying. Because everything they've said, they've done or at least tried to do. Every single one. All right? So just roll with that. Don't worry about nothing else, y'all. Just roll with that. Enjoy yourself. Be cool. <laughs> Great advice. Great advice. I'll try and take it myself because I just got myself worked up over all this dumb, <laughs> dumb crap. Um <laughs> We'll have probably another uh, draft profile or two for you guys later on this week, uh, touching on some other guys who could be in the Bulls' wheelhouse at 18 if they do keep that pick. And uh, we'll be back in studio, at least Dave and I will be back in studio tomorrow, uh, our normal time, 3 p.m. Chicago time, a live episode in studio. And Big Dave, I think we're going to have ourselves a guest. Is that correct? Oh, yes. Confirmed and awesome. It is happening. We shall have a special guest. That special guest, wait, should I announce it here? Up to you. Okay, I'll say it. Uh, our special guest uh, tomorrow shall be the one and only Jason Goff. Oh. He is coming on the show. He will be in studio with us. It will be great to see him. Uh, Matt and I haven't seen him in since everything went down. It's been a while, man. But, yeah, just great basketball mind and an even better person. So, yeah, it's going to be great to chop it up with him. Cannot wait. I I really am eager to see what color fantastic turtleneck he shows up wearing. To <laughs> no, he gonna, no one... he, he gonna be hats. It's gonna be hat. I'm telling you, you gonna have a hat on. He gonna be chilling. Man. Well, I I hope you told him he can show up looking like whatever, however he wants, outfit wise. But I swear to God, <laughs> nobody pulls off a turtleneck better than Jason Goff. That's true, man. You true. Other than for other than Frozone. You know what I mean? He's he the only one that pulled it off nice, man. He's doing his thing. Does Goff have a super suit? Yeah. <laughs> what? Where's my suit, woman? <laughs> all right. That's it for today. Appreciate you all for tuning in and listening. Um, subscribe to the CSGO Bulls pod on your preferred podcast app if you aren't already. Leave us a five-star review if you feel so inclined on those podcast platforms. And, of course, subscribe to that CHGO Sports YouTube channel. Until tomorrow at 3 p.m., that's Will. He's on Twitter. It won't got leave. Big Dave is at Bow B A W L Sports. I am Bulls underscore Peck. We are C H O underscore Bulls. C Red. Be good. Peace out.